Welcome to the Brains Magazine podcast, a podcast with in-depth interviews and conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, expert coaches, industry leaders, and international celebrities. Get exclusive insight into the world of business, mindset, leadership, and lifestyle with your host, Mark Sefton. Welcome to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast, and today we turn our attentions to Samaria Torres. Samaria is a coach, a trainer, and a public speaker. She has a periphery of books uh, behind her in today's podcast, which is really awesome. Samaria, how are you today? I'm doing well, thank you. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Well, I'm, I'm excited. So, yeah, me too. I'm so yeah. glad that we've we found the time to, to be able to come away. Uh, and, and create something that I think is going to be really energetically valuable uh, and really insightful. Yes, me too. It's amazing. Happy to be here. Thank you very much, Mark. Welcome. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to dive straight in, uh, as always, because I always think, you know, time is precious. It's always my duty as the host to get as much goodness out of you as I can so that uh, we're all inspired and educated. So I really want you to talk to me, Samaria, about the mind and body relationship, how it works, and, and maybe an example of the two working in tandem. Yes, it's a, actually, it's a very um, wonderful topic. It's one of my favorites, actually. And something, a topic that I was not really aware of, right? Like a lot of things we hear somewhere out there, but what does it really mean? And the mind-body connection, I think, is very important, you know. And in this society, I believe that, we kind of, there's a big difference between the mind and the body. We kind of separate them, you know, like, um, and it really is, we are one unity, right? It's our, our body is one. And in my experience, uh, what I, what I did actually, which is not the best thing I did <laughs> is that I was pretty much living my life with just, I don't know why I always do this when I give talks, <laughs> this is the mind, this is the body, but <laughs> this is what it is. What I did is that I was very focused on, you know, goals, deadlines, what do I have to do? So I let my life, um, everything from my thoughts, right? So not really what I want, what I felt or my intuition. And because of that, I will get right into my personal experience. Um, I was very goal-oriented. I wanted to achieve everything. No? Coming from a culture, um, I'm Mexican originally, coming from a culture where you want to achieve, you know, get this, get this. I pretty much kind of literally cut off my, my, my emotions and I didn't want to feel anything. I didn't want to, you know, when I got stressed, um, we all have coping mechanisms. And my coping mechanism was actually sports. So, which is interesting because we get taught that sports is something healthy, which it is. Anything in balance is healthy, right? But what I was doing is that I did not want to feel anything, right? Sadness, uh, loneliness, um, guilt, all this. I don't like to use the word negative, but all those emotions that we don't enjoy, mm. I pushed them away and I just wanted to go, go, go. And the stress was accumulating, accumulating, right? Um, and what I did is that I was pretty much disassociated with the mind-body connection. And I woke up one morning and I could not move my arms. I was completely paralyzed and nobody knew what it was. And the pain, the pain was just excruciating. You could touch me and I was like, oh, I couldn't sleep. Just laying down, you know, the rolling of your shoulders. That was just 
torture. Mm. So um, what I learned is that I ignore my body. I ignore my body for years, right? And stress is healthy, right? When it's in a short amount of time. But when it was like me, I was going through, I, I moved different countries, different cultures, you know, new environments, not really having um, an emotional support from friends, from family, but most importantly, from myself. Why? Because my thoughts were just quite negative. I was not my best friend. I did not have any self-love, even though I was very positive and optimistic, how I went about dealing with, with life was not very... Um, amazing to put it that way and it led me to this burnout that it took I was in a burnout for almost 10 years and in my journey to getting back to where I am now with no pain and everything um, I learned about the mind-body connection right so I literally had to go back to zero and what does that mean our bodies are always talking to us we are blessed we are so blessed to have this amazing body that is always telling us hey you know what samaria um what you're eating is actually really good because you get energy from it or what you're putting in your body is not working out because you get drowsy or you're going the wrong direction you feel it yet we are used to not feeling that those signs because we are very, at least I was very used to like going from highs and lows until a crisis came about, then I would literally react, right? So I had the highs and the lows, I would wait for that until I would take action. While actually when you are with the mind-body connection, when you are one within your body and your mind is clear of thoughts, like calm, you get to hear the subtle signs that your body is telling you. So the mind-body connection is going to guide you to say, hey, you're going the right compass. You know, it's a compass actually. It's gonna guide you to, I'm going this direction. I'm going that direction. And I really believe that once you align the mind and body, um, th that connection, it is so amazing. It's so powerful that even, you know, like something so important like sleep, you know, you're going to respect your body like, oh, I need to take a nap. So the mind body connection for me is one of the basic things um, in this life. And uh, to be the best version of ourselves, it's it took me a while. Eh? Like right now I'm talking about it like one, two, three. But it is it was um, like any personal development. One of my coaches always said to me, you know, personal development is not a gift. You have to work for it. Right. It's very simple. It's not easy. So it's about that. It's about learning to calm my mind. I had to, um, for example, didn't, I kind of, I literally stopped drinking coffee because I, I wanted to go, 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 go. And this go, 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 go. Like I didn't listen to my body when I need to take a rest. And just to, I'll just say one more thing, just to give you an example of how I used to be before getting my burnout is that I was really tired, you know, and I would take Instead of taking a nap, because I did not believe in taking naps, I thought naps, no, that does not exist. I'm strong. I'm young. I can do, you know, everything. Um, what I did is that I would drink like a double, triple espresso and I would go running and running is good. And I would not go five kilometers. I would go 15, 20 kilometers. So I was putting my body like in such extremes. And the interesting or I'm going to say the sad part about it, it was that when I was running, my emotions would come out. So I remember sometimes I would like literally be crying while I was running because 
that was how I dealt with emotions. So I want the extreme. And this is why I really believe this is my life mission to make people aware, you know, like, listen, let's, let's get back to, instead of going the high and the lows, let's make it here. So we can listen to our body and really love it and take care of it because I mean, it is us, right? And it's going to bring us to so many places. So yeah, that is a, in a nutshell what I believe the mind-body connection is. Yeah, I like how you said like that the very much the two are, are one and that they're, they're co-connected. Because I think sometimes, you know, we do make uh, a division between the mind and the body. So I like that you, you've mentioned that, that it is actually all-encompassing and how both affect the other, you know, and, and a lot of us know about that our thoughts produce feelings and then those feelings produce an action, you know, and then, you know, interesting, you're talking about exercise because sometimes it's like, you know, if you're really down uh, and you go for a run, you change your environment, you shift your energy in some ways, your body is leading and then your mind responds to, to that shift. So it isn't just about mind to body. It's also body to mind, right? Hundred percent. It's it's a balance, right? It's it is like riding a bicycle. In order to keep on moving forward, you have to have movement. You have to keep on pedaling, right? And you have to be in balance. Too slow, you're gonna fall. Too fast, you might also fall. And it is true. So sometimes, for example, you know, like they say, change your physiology, change your state of mind, change your emotions. So it's very important to get in contact with ourselves. And this is why I always talk a lot about self-love because that also entails the mind-body connection. And yeah, sometimes when we are feeling down, going out for a jog or run, it's the best thing you can do. So one of the golden rules that I now have is that if I'm, you know, if I'm feeling a bit blue, you know, I, and I'm like, okay, I want to try it. Yeah, I'll go for a run and it's always the five first Five minutes, right? The first five minutes that I listen to. If after the first five minutes, I'm like, this is amazing that I keep on going. If after the first five minutes, I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Then I respect my body. I go home and take a nap, right? So now my priorities are sleeping. Sleeping for me is sacred. That is for me my most important thing. Sleeping, um, you know, and then also having a healthy diet is also important, right? What we put in our body is also very important. Um, how we take care of our mind, right? The, the gym, we talk a lot about going for exercise. How are we actually exercising our mind? Meaning meditating. And I really, um, before... Like, I think there's also another reason why I got a burnout is like you mentioned thoughts, you know, have a direct physiological reaction in our body. So before I literally lived in fear, oh, I would imagine the worst catastrophical events that would happen to my family and this and this. And I was living in the past. So sometimes I would be, oh, you know, back then I was very down about things that didn't work out, for example, or in the future. And um, there's a wonderful Chinese philosopher, Lao Tzu. He says, if you live in the past, you have depression. If you live in the future, you have anxiety. So why not live in the now? And it really took me a while to get into, to stop this chit chat, right? Because before it was just like chaos. And then I started meditating for a minute, you know, and I was like, okay. And I remember one day it was summer and I was at home and suddenly it was just quiet. Now I had to sit down. I was like, whoa, I'm not used to this quietness in my head. 
Um, I'm like, interesting. So I kept on doing, you know, what I teach my clients. And then suddenly that became my norm. So another way to get more in, in tune with your mind-body connection is to know yourself, right? Mm-hmm. How do you know yourself is to quiet what's in your mind. Thoughts will be there. And you have a choice whether you want positive choice, uh, positive thoughts, I mean, empowering thoughts, or something is going to bring you down. So it is a balance. It's a constant development, growing movement, like, like life. Mm. Yeah, you talked at the start about obviously stress and, you know, and if stress is, is managed in the right way that it, that it doesn't consume, that it actually can be quite healthy. But why do you feel like the world is so stressed? Why? Or, or... Yeah, why? Well, I think we live in a very fast paced society, you know, like um, social. I'm going to use the example of social media. Social media is it's a blessing. Like anything has the, the, the pros and the cons, right? Mm. The good and the bad. Um, it's a blessing. However, um, this can be your best friend, the phone or your worst enemy. So here's an example. There's a CEO and he has he's in charge of hundreds of people in his company. And there's a girl, she's 16 years old, who has a burnout, right? So most of us would think, oh, the CEO, because he has a lot of uh, responsibilities. And the answer is the girl. Why? Because the CEO has learned the techniques to learn to deal with the stress on a daily basis, while the, the girl is getting at least 500 messages, WhatsApp messages per day. So we talk about digital overload. That's one. We're constantly getting bombarded with stimuli that are going to interfere with our nervous system. We also live in what I call this instant coffee society. We want things done yesterday, right? Now, I really do believe that great things do take time. And then we also live in this perfection world, which I don't believe in perfection. And another thing that I I really am an advocate for is self-acceptance, right? So we not only have the pressure from your job, your professional pressure, your personal pressure, stress, right? I never got taught how to uh, deal with my emotional stress, my emotional intelligence. How do you deal with emotions? We're very focused on learning in school, for example, about the Napoleon Wars. That's amazing. But during my burnout and during like when I had an anxiety attack, I never thought, oh, you know, let me think of the Napoleon Wars. And let me figure out that date that never stopped me from getting from stopping my anxiety attack. Right. So I think um, we are very consumed here in our heads. We don't know how to take care of our body. And then we want this perfection. Right. The social media. If you look at now what's happening, especially with young people, filters. We want the perfect nose, the perfect body. This so constant comparison. Huh? competitiveness, competitiveness <laughs> um, is not going to make you happy. So it's also about accepting yourself is one, learning what's my priority, what really matters. And if you know yourself with the mind-body connection, some people need more people. Um, if we talk about introversion and extroversion, as a, I get energy as an extrovert, I need to be around people. You have to know yourself, right? Like me, for example, I, I need to be on my own to, to recharge, right? I need to exercise. And, you know, how do you communicate? Some people just need like very few words. Other people need a whole encyclopedia. That just know. And to be, when it 
comes down to it, I think most of us don't really know whom we are, don't know what we need to, to give, us, give us energy and to also to calm us down. And then we go out in the world, right? And life, as you know it, is the only guarantee in life is that it's uncertain, right? We all want surprises, but when unexpected things happen, ugh, then how do you deal with that? And I think it's, it's, look, I'm still very goal-oriented, right? I'm a high achiever. I still want to do this. Yet, how do I manage myself, my time, my on and my off? So time management, priorities, energy, some people are going to give you energy. Some people we call energy vampires, right? Even in your family relationships, right? Are you in a healthy relationship or is it toxic? Um, so all this stuff I had to figure out myself. I come from a very toxic family. So luckily I learned from, from close, <laughs> to put it that way. I still love them. You know, they're, they're my heart. But also knowing to have distance from certain people, even if they're your family. So I think that's... Um, when if I would put it down in one sentence or one thing is know yourself. Mm. I, lo I love the fact that you're very conscious of um, the younger generation, you know, both in the story of the Sierra and the 16 year old, and you also talking about like the overload of what young people are, are experiencing now, which I think is really important and poignant, you know, and this, and this question isn't just for the younger generation, it's for all of us, you know, and we know that there's so much work being done on, on mental health. We've had more conversations around mental health in the last 10 years than I've ever known in my lifetime. What would be like three kind of solid tips for improving our mental health? Um, I, I really, really, you know, with all my clients and all my trainings and me personally, like I really do like, I walk, was it walk, you walk, talk, you talk, practice what you preach. Mm -hmm. For me, what's solid is my morning routine, right? If you start your morning amazing, then the rest is going to be, you, it's going to be good. And the reason why I really believe in the morning routine is that you're taking time for yourself. It doesn't matter what time you wake up. I wake up between four and five in the morning. And let me tell you, I am not a morning person. And the reason why I wake up between that time is because I need some time to like literally wake up, right? Um, no wonder you need a nap. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. So it doesn't matter what time you wake up because some people might work in the night. It's getting a, a you start the day with the right intention, right? First of all, as we, I'm sure we all know it, this wonderful thing, we did not look at social media or anything for the first hour in the morning. Um, the morning routine, you can have different morning routines. I, I have two depending on if I'm going to the gym right away or not, you know, I really do believe in doing something that's going to calm your mind, right? That's, that's something important, like calming your mind. What's your intention for the day? What's your focus, right? It is, our life is like a, a highway. If we don't know what we're going to do that day, we go here, there, everywhere, and we get nothing done. And that's going to cause you stress. So I would say morning routine, there's different variations. Um, I really, really, um, and it's scientifically proven, of course, um, respect your sleeping rhythm, right? We have a circadian, circadian rhythm uh, in our body. And our, look, our bodies are this amazing, wonderful, I don't like to call it a machine, but it is just made for perfection in a way, right? So respect our body. When we get tired, we get tired for a reason. And if you get into a routine of having good quality sleep, 
right? It's going to, you're going to wake up without a, an alarm clock, right? You're going to wake up with energy. You're not going to wake up like, oh my God, another day, oh. <laughs> you know, and it's raining and it's cold and blah, blah, blah. No, right? So in coordination with the morning routine, you have your evening routine, having a schedule. Like when do you literally shut down your day? You know, as an entrepreneur, I have my own company. So I'm very, bless you, but I'm very responsible. But after a certain time, I do not work with clients or do any meetings or, or et cetera. Why? Because we need to give our brain some rest. And the evening routine, again, I do it within an hour. Um, have something where you're not going to read this scientific book where you're going to be learning. Literally, I love doing, watching something funny or comics, you know, because I want to laugh. Laughing is also very important, right? So morning routine, evening routine, it's very like two things. And I think um, the third, oh, that's a tough one, <laughs> I have a couple many, um, is, yeah, know yourself. It's a bit too general. Um, I guess know what gives you energy and what takes energy away from you, mm. right? Yeah. And Look, in, in your job or in life, we're going to have to do things that are going to require time and energy that we don't want to, to do. So we have the, the um, industrial code for plifting in English. It's called yeah, the responsibilities, the things that you have to do. So become aware of that and know, hey, I love to dance, right? So dancing gives me energy. I need to go to the gym. I need to do something physical every day and sometimes go for a walk. And I know that. And once I do that, it's like, ah. This is what I love to do. So why not? Life is short in some aspects. Um, why not have an amazing life? You know, get, get, get into it. And everything starts from the morning routine and a great morning routine starts the night before. So again, it's a whole circle, right? It's being in balance. And within that, having flexibility, right? Like, of course, like a dance. Yeah, I think... I think that's really beautifully said. It's interesting you talk about routines and schedules because I think when the pandemic happened and all we were faced with, with you can't do this and you can't do that. I know for me, I really suffered to, to start with because it was literally me not being able to do the things that gave me energy and life. So then I had to look at what I could control you know, and if we could go out for exercise once a day, they didn't really say how long. So I used to walk for like six hours a day, really? like Forrest Gump. I was like, <laughs> in the first, you know, but actually it, because I was filling myself, taking care of myself, being in energy, working with the things that I could, it definitely is important to reflect on, you know, you talked about the things that give you energy and the things that don't. And my friend Greg Reed, I think, says it best. I've yet to uh, have anybody capture that as well as what he said, which was, if it if it feeds you, feed it, and if it eats you, chop it off. Yeah. And I, I think that's such good practice when it comes to mental health. So thank you for, for those three top tips. One thing I wanted to ask you as well is, how do we become conscious of what we need so that we're proactive rather than reactive. I find that there's two kinds of types of people, people that react and then people that are re re like proactive. And you've talked about some of those, but how do we increase our own consciousness so we know actually what we need before it's too late? Yeah, it's an amazing topic. And let me ask you something. The people that you know that are reactive, how are they, how are they doing, right? 
a lot of the times, do you want to answer? Uh, well, I mean, we've, we've probably hit, hit some of them, like stressed, <laughs> uh, overwhelmed, right. uh, feeling like there isn't enough time, right. uh, self-doubt, yeah, all those, all those negative emotions. Anxious, etc. right? And this is why, because the, when you are reacting in life, it, it's just a waste of energy, right? And we are used to being reactive. We're used to like, this happens, boom, you know, but because we never take our time with what do we need? And you saw during the pandemic, people were forced to be at home, right? Mm. They were forced to not go to the pubs, go to the clubs, go to whatever, go to work. And this in this society, um, we are very much used to having distractions, right? Um, in Holland, we have the so it means that every Friday we begin at, I don't know, three or whatever, the whole company gets together because we're going to have drinks, right? And that's like part of the culture. And I think in many, many cultures, maybe even Thursday evening, people begin, oh, you know, the, the weekend. People live for the weekend. And they're like, oh, let me wind down, have a beer, have a drink. So we're getting distracted from what we're feeling inside. So if we are always getting distracted from what we're feeling inside, how are we ever going to know what we need? And the moment the pandemic hit, people were forced to being at home. And then you saw the levels of anxiety rise, stress rise, insomnia rise, right? Depression, all this stuff, because we're like, oh, our escape mechanisms, our, 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 yeah, our distractions, our coping mechanisms were not available anymore. And what I would recommend, how do you become conscious of yourself? Look, I see it like um, a style of living in a way, right? We all, I really do believe that we all deserve the, the best, the best life, right? We, and we have control of that. We really do. So where do we start? I really believe that if you just sit with yourself, you know, whether you're, look, I don't live in a, in a monastery in the Himalayas. I'm not going to sit with a lotus flower, you know, for three hours. No, I like to go out. I live in Amsterdam. You know, I like to travel. I live in this culture, so I'm very realistic. I'm very pragmatical, right? I like to keep things simple, short and simple every day. So what I really say is that begin with one minute, just sit one minute and breathe. I really believe that breathing is your greatest tool, right? We're all like, I, I call it like your secret weapon. You are a ninja. Why? Because the moment you start breathing, you automatically activate nervous system where you're going to be calm. I call it the Zen nervous system, right? Mm -hmm. So if you learn to just be calm with yourself, right? And being calm with yourself, ooh, sounds easy, is not easy. I remember when I started to meditate again, a minute, sometimes for like an hour, and I was like, oh my God, a minute, Ugh, right? So it's about this journey. It's about retraining our brain. Our brain is used to going from, some a trigger a stimuli occurs we react so we have like this highway right so what we're doing is that we're going to have a stimuli something happens we want to train it to respond and what does responding mean responding means taking our time in a situation to have action to take a response you know whether it be in an argument instead of like saying something back you know just breathe you know count to 10, just take, I always say, take four breaths I, and breathe from your nose to your belly button, right? That, when you learn to respond, is going to change your world 
and everything. I always say, be the eye inside of a hurricane, right? Life can be like a storm, right? We all go through stress. So sometimes amongst the, I can't swear, amongst the, 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 chaos. the storm, the chaos, right? Um, you want to be calm inside because when you're calm inside, you can learn to, oh, I can make this choice. So it's about learning to respond. How do you get to that? You get to that by simply, I would call it simply starting. Look, it is about self-discipline because I really believe self-love is also equivalent to self-discipline. And it's about doing something small every day. And I'm going to say this, you know, I just, uh, I'm working on my webinar and I, in my webinar, I say, I don't believe you don't have to go to yoga classes. Don't even meditate, right. For like 20 minutes. Why? Because you're going to get stressed out. Oh, oh my God, I have to go to yoga class. Oh, I have to do this. No, drop all that. Do it one minute. If you don't have one minute to just breathe, I don't know what you're doing with your life, right? So it's about becoming aware of yourself and getting into the morning routine. And I'm sure you heard this before many times. It's not about knowing it because we all know, you know, some people, oh, I know that. So if you know it, you're not doing it. What's the point of it, Right. I would say start just by breathing one minute and you're going to come and then suddenly your thoughts are going to be like, right? It's going to be like, oh, this and that, you're going to feel uncomfortable. Oh, that hurts. It's okay. It's perfectly okay. It's getting used to that. And through time, it's like riding a bicycle. You don't start right away, right? You're going to get used to it. And maybe sometimes you can drive your bicycle with no hands, right? With one hand. And that means that in the the, the stressful moments in life, you're going to be calm. And you have nowadays a lot of apps that teach you meditation or whatever. I don't personally use it. If you want to add them to your schedule, great. I don't believe in just automatically just using apps. Why? Because when a chaotic situation occurs, right? When something stressful occurs, you're in a meeting, for example, and something does not go the way you want to go, or maybe you're at the doctor's office, and you know, some you hear news that you don't want to hear, or your partner just breaks up with you. You can't be like, oh, wait a minute, let me get my phone, put on my app. <laughs> no, right? We don't want to become dependent on something. So breathing for me is your greatest tool. You always have it with you. So if you learn to breathe, and we're all breathing because we're all living, yet we mostly breathe very superficial. By learning to breathe to your belly button, you're going to calm yourself. And also um, doing everything in a meditative state. What does that mean? If you're calm, you know, like, you know, when you're in the zone, that's meditation, right? People think that meditation means going on the, you know, on top of the mountain and with your lotus position, flower, whatever. No, you know, going for a walk. When you're eating, are you gulping all your food down, right? <laughs> everything like a vacuum or is, are you taking time to save your things right so um i also i'm also trained in mindfulness i also give mindfulness so it's a lot being mindful about what you're doing and literally you mentioned that some people think i don't have enough time the moment you're calm it's amazing you're suddenly going to have extra hours in the day so it's um it's a combination. I don't believe in one, you know, like instant coffee. I don't believe even like anything. If you're going to make a pizza or a cake, you need more than one ingredient, right? So I don't believe in the, the one pill and that's going to fix your, like the, the matrix. It's gonna, you're going to fix everything. 
it's little stuff on a daily basis and do it for a small amount of times, do it constantly and you will see the progress and be loving and patient and caring with yourself. That's also important. That's Love what that. I would say. <laughs> Love it. I've got, I've got this one, this one question I want to ask you because I'm just curious. Okay, go for it. <laughs> uh, and then I'm going to have you share anything else that's burning within you and, and then a, a place for where people can find out more, more about you and your work. I'm fascinated and it, it may, there may not be anything in it, but I think there probably will be because you don't seem to be the woman that does things with your eyes closed or you don't have the essence of sleep uh, walking through life. Now your logo has a lion on it. And I also noticed that you have a lion uh, in, in one of your rooms. And I was just wondering what, <laughs> what was the, what's the connection there? Yes. So my first, I will show you. Uh, my first logo is um, I have a tattoo. I don't know if you can see it. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I have a couple of tattoos. So this is the, the Enzo circle. It's a Japanese concept and it means beauty with an imperfection. So you do it in one stroke. And it also means um, constant growth, right? So you are developing yourself. And I really like that concept. The other part of my um, tattoo is Ikigai. So again, it's the Japanese concept. Um, uh, and it's about uh, the mind-body connection, healthy mind, healthy body, find what you love, find your passion, make it work, and you get energy from it. And the third is my inner strength. It's a lioness. Uh, sometimes like, is that a fox? No, it's a lioness because it's a, you know, it's a, I didn't want a big one. And the reason why I have a lion, right? For me, lions represents uh, your inner power, your inner strength. Because it's about believing in yourself. So I love the, the, the lion as an animal. Um, I love all animals, but I think lions are a very nice symbol. Because when you see a lion or a lioness, you're like, oh, you know, grandiose. It's, it's in the jungle. And we can see something in someone, right? And I'm sure, like I saw the Lion King a couple of years ago. <laughs> because one of my coaches talked about it. It's like the Lion King, you know. And it's just like the Lion King. I, it's one of my favorite movies. And everybody should watch it. Why? Because it's the same concept, right? When we are, if we don't believe in ourselves, if we don't really know ourselves and not, and, and if we don't, if we are not connected with our strengths, with our inner strengths, we are not only letting go by so many possibilities in our lives, we're letting ourselves down. But most of the times what happens is that somebody can see something in us, but we don't see it in ourselves. So it's about having your inner strength. Um, and I know I, I don't, we don't communicate through, um, through, I always so I have, I, look, symbolisms are very important, right? like anchors. Uh, we call it like visual anchors are very important. So these tattoos, they're for me, you know, like I put them on and normally tattoos are the other way around, but these are, and this is something that I really believe in, you know, like when you put affirmations or symbol or something, um, you know, you put it on your wall, whatever, it's very important. So with everything that I do, I always put a heart because for me, heart is self-love, right? A lion is inner strength. Then you have um, a diamond and a diamond is, you know, like diamonds are only made through pressure, right? So you have to sometimes go through hard times in life. You have to go to the darkness, you go to the light. Um, also diamonds are unique. And I see that interconnection with the with the universe, right? Because um, you know, so I, I like that the one and one is energy of everything. 
And then a fire flame, find your passion, right? It's important to find your passion. And when you have that, you can shine and everything. And the this is like the inner peace. So this is what I um yeah, I always use in, in my WhatsApp and Insta and everywhere because I think it's important. So a lion is um your inner strength, and I have it throughout my house and everywhere, and even like where <laughs> like everything. Yeah. <laughs> because it's a constant unconscious reminder of that and i think it's very important yeah i mean it kind of stuck out for me because the lion is my favorite animal i think i think the same mouth that that kills prey is the same mouth that carries a cub uh, and i love the fact that you have that that measuredness you have the territory you have the power you have the ma- majesty you then also have, you know, the very family orientated, the protector. Yeah. So it, it really stood out for me. And I knew there would be a, a, a deeper meaning, you know. <laughs> so Maria, is there anything else burning that you want to say before we end and, and let people know how people can interact with you best? Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I would finish it, I think um, I would say that people, I will, yeah, to become uh, aware that we always have a choice regardless where we are, well, we're stuck in mud, right? Even like the lotus flower grows in mud, right? There's always a choice. So regardless of what has happened to you in the past, you can always start today. It's about taking action and doing something today. And there's many people out there that can help you. There's many, sometimes we feel like we're the only ones. Believe me, a lot of people have gone probably something similar that you've been through. Um, so believe in that uh, and take action. And there's always a choice. Um, you can find me at my webpage, web. Yeah, my page um, is www.samayatorres.com. And uh, on Instagram, I'm called Samaya Torres Coaching. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, the LinkedIn, I guess I'm Samaya Torres Coaching. <laughs> yeah, so, um, but my website will have everything there. And uh, yeah, so, yeah. And I think always um, you can start over and be kind and loving to yourself. I think that's the most important, right? Mm. It's, uh, it's how you talk to yourself, how you love yourself. And again, I will repeat it. Self-love for me, it's the basis of everything. It all starts with, with you and within. So, and breathe. Don't forget to breathe. <laughs> so well, a couple of things. <laughs> love, love the energy that you've brought and, and love the, the insights as well. And uh, been really great just to chat with you today, Samaria. Thank you. I, I loved it. Thank you, Mark, very, very much for your time. And uh, yeah, that's an amazing, uh, yeah. I hope you have an amazing day and it's an amazing opportunity for me. So. Yeah, who knows? Maybe in the future, another opportunity like this will occur. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for joining this episode with me, Mark Sefton. I hope you've really enjoyed it. Feel free to leave us a positive review on iTunes. And I look forward to welcoming you back to the next episode of the Brains Magazine podcast.